Welcome back to the Tiger Basketball Podcast. I am Mark Giannato, Commercial Appeal Sports Columnist. I'm joined by Jason Munns, our Tiger Basketball Beat Writer. We are officially one week away from the start of preseason practice, Jason. This season of great anticipation is almost preseason. <laughs> It's almost here. We're almost like we're getting closer and closer and closer. And this time next week, the Tigers will be out on the basketball court practicing in real practices leading up to their their first game. Now, when that first game is, who knows? Because Memphis has yet to release their schedule. Um, I'm expecting that in the next couple days. But... um, What what does this mean? I mean, does it feel... Did it sneak up on you? It did. It feel... between the Bahamas and now, flew by. I don't know if it did for anybody else, but it did for me. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, a week from today, we've got practice, real practice. Where mm-hmm. and and that that sort of kicks things that sort of kicks things off. That that I mean, that signals the beginning, technically, of the. I mean, it, it is still the preseason, but it signals the beginning. I mean, they're, they're, they begin in earnest preparations for the 2019-2020 season. Well, things are already starting to heat up, but we'll, we'll get in this podcast. We're going to get into a lot of recruiting stuff, get into some preseason poll stuff, uh, maybe some schedule stuff. But let's start. Let's start with the recruiting front because that's really what's been going on right now. A lot of that. Yeah, yeah. a lot of it. I mean, this past weekend they had Jaden Springer in. Um, been a lot of developments in terms of Terrence Clark, one of their targets, committed to Kentucky. But I think that maybe opens, you know, that maybe now puts the spotlight even more on Jalen Green. Um, it's really interesting to me, just big picture, how different it is that recruiting this time around. Not because they got the class they got, but because these aren't kids that Penny grew up with, essentially. You know, like... Last recruiting class, yes, they ended up getting Precious and Lester and Boogie at the end. But kind of the foundation of the class was DJ Jeffries, James Wiseman, Malcolm Dandridge, um, guys who Penny knew for a long time. And and he's known Jalen Green now for a while. Like a guy like Jalen Green, they made a priority from the moment they got this job a year and a half ago. But it seems like it's been a little – not maybe difficult isn't the right word, but just – trickier because you're dealing with a lot of kids this in this cycle that aren't local and that didn't play for you for four or five years whatever it was before you took this job yeah right i mean like the only really the the, realistically the only player in class of 2020 player that memphis uh was even ever remotely interested in was Matthew Morell, correct? I mean, there hasn't been any other 2020 guys in the area. I mean, they offered Cam Matthews from Olive Branch right, right. early. Chris I, Moore, and I, I forget about and Chris, Chris Moore. Moore. I Chris Moore. Um, I don't think, like, Cam Matthews, is, I don't think is a priority for them. Right. Chris Moore, it appears, is, like... Like, middle of the road, kind of. I think I think he's going to end up in this class. I do, too. Um... I, I don't. I think their interest is for real there. Um, yes, and you and with him or Cam, I think you take either him or Cam Matthews, 
and I think it's very clear they've prioritized Chris Moore. Yeah, I'd be I'd be shocked if Chris Moore didn't end up a Tiger. Um, but again, it's not one of those years where there's a handful of guys that are. Well, it's a weak class locally. It's yeah. not, you know, 2019 was a strong class. 2021 is going to be a strong class locally. 2020, not so much. I mean, like, Cam and Cam and Chris Moore, really, now that Morrell is down in Florida at IMG Academy, are the only two high major kids yeah. locally in this class. So it's kind of a good thing that, that Penny had to... Right, spread his wings last year and go get Lester Canonis and go get Boogie Ellis and go get Precious Tua because he this year it's gonna be the majority of the class is gonna gonna be guys that aren't from around here. Yeah. Well and I, I think Jalen Green is the key. He's to me I know so Jaden Springer, who visited this weekend, is gonna decide during the early signing period he's he's said previously. Yeah, he's got and one it, more visit to Tennessee, Tennessee. Well, but he's, but he's visited them before. So well, like, that that's what's fascinating about his recruitment is it's the first time Penny and Rick Barnes and UT and Memphis have gone head to head on a recruit since Penny got the job, and it was kind of highlighted by last week. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the video of Rick Barnes at a coaches versus cancer thing no. in Nashville? He was asked about the state of basketball in the state of Tennessee. And at first, it seemed like he was just talking about the Nashville coaches because he was in Nashville. So I didn't think of anything of it. Like he mentioned the Middle Tennessee State coach and Jerry Stackhouse. But then he mentioned Steve Forbes, who's at East Tennessee State. And it was very obvious, it seemed to me. Like he did not mention Memphis, did not mention Penny Hardaway. And some people I've talked to... We're like, that is just disrespectful. And I actually think him not mentioning them like that is a weird way, in a so, weird way, being respectful. Like, they're such point. a threat yeah. that he does not want to give them any extra pub. Right. I think instead of disrespect, it is a sign of dislike and disdain. Yeah, for sure. And, you but, know? But, 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 and right not, for, honestly, rightfully so. I mean, Penny called the guy low yeah. class and... You know, say get the f out of here last year, and I'm not saying Penny was wrong to say that. Like that stuff was great. Yeah. But think of it from Rick Barnes' perspective. When you're on the receiving end of that, it's not going to be you know buddy buddy. Yeah, it's not going to be buddy buddy. And then you add on the fact that like the whole reason Memphis and Tennessee are playing is because Rick Barnes is friends with Tubby Smith. Right. And you know, and so, um, but that Jane Springer recruitment is going to be is fascinating. Um, it's uh, interesting to note a um, bit of news that Jake Weingarten has just um, has just released uh, is that Penny is headed to see Jaden this Wednesday. Gotcha. Oh, so, so he's going. He's putting the full court press on. I mean, they're not giving up. You know what I mean? No, I mean to me it, that tells me the visit this weekend went well. Penny's trying to close the deal. And I talked to some people around the program who thought that the visit did go well. And uh, multiple people around the program who thought the visit went well. Now, of course, most of the time when you ask somebody if a visit went well or not, they're not gonna, they're not gonna say no. Nah, it, it just it's he much, couldn't wait to get out. Much of here. like much like on signing day, if someone the the, yeah. the next time a coach says I had I got this was a terrible signing class would right. be the first time. Same thing with these visits. If like something must have gone terribly wrong for someone to say it, it went. Bad. Yeah, like, like a visit went bad. Nobody's going to say he couldn't wait to leave or he left early or whatever. But 
that is a sign, the fact that they're going back to talk to him some more uh, at his at his place only a couple of days before he does visit or before he's scheduled to visit Knoxville, um, that that's a pretty telling sign that that he wants him desperately. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that you don't bring someone in for an official visit yeah. if you don't want them. And I'm sure you only get so many. And I'm sure it doesn't hurt. I mean, you'd you'd like to keep him from going to. To Knoxville. I mean, like, I'm sure that on a scale of one to ten, his desire to sign Jaden Springer is whatever it is, but it probably goes up a tick or two. The fact that if it's not Memphis, it's probably going to be Tennessee, and so um, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, you know, I'm sure that plays now, a part. Now here's of some too. other news that just came out. Golly, from from Adam Zagoria. Wow. Kentucky and Jalen Green have mutually parted ways, and he has canceled his official visit to Kentucky. Get out of here for October sixteenth through nineteenth. So that is that is great news for Memphis. That's huge. Well, and I that's mean, what I honestly, even though it hadn't been official, once Terrence Clark committed to Kentucky this weekend, yes, Memphis sort of lost out on Terrence Clark. It was a guy they wanted. They wanted him, yeah. Um, but. I knew all along after, you know, when you watch Jalen and Terrence play, those guys wouldn't have been, they're not a good match together. You can only have one or the other. They're both ball-dominant two guards. Yeah, right. And so I thought all along if they didn't get Terrence Clark, it was just going to increase their chances of getting Jalen Green. And so now, I mean, it's it's Oregon, Auburn, and Memphis for Jalen Green. He's going to announce December 25th. And I said all along, I think he's the most important recruit in this class because you get him, other guys are going to want to play with him, much like with James Wiseman this past year. So I think that this is I think it's good news for Memphis. He's coming in for his official visit around Memphis Madness. Um, yeah. So that is good news. And then this weekend, apparently they visited his teammate. Is that correct? Namari Burnett. Namari Burnett. Sunday. What type of player is he? He's like a combo guard. He's okay. He's, uh, you know, like six three, uh, one ninety five. Um, he's he's a lot. I mean, all these guys are very similar. Uh, Jalen Green, Jaden Springer, Namari Burnett. They're all very similar. They can do. You know, they can be. Uh, well, it's interesting. One, it, it, you wonder if I would. You wonder if Penny. I would assume he thinks all these guys can play together. They do. Yeah. Well, Devin, not not Springer, but uh, Devin Askew, who's mm-hmm. currently a 21 prospect. And that people think he's going to reclassify. Yeah, Devin those Askew. three play together for Team Why Not. Okay. And uh, Burnett and Green play for Prolific Prep gotcha. together. So, like, these dudes have connections, and it's no – I don't think it's any coincidence that uh, as soon as Kentucky is out of the picture for Jalen Green, the teams that are still going after Jalen Green start going after Namari Burnett. I think it feels very much like that's going to be a package deal. Whoever gets them, it feels like it's going to be a package deal. Interesting. To me. And then Dawson Garcia is yeah. another name. What type of recruit is he? He's uh, like a 6'11", 6'10", 6'11". Um, he's out of Minnesota. Because that's the other interesting thing that's happened since the last podcast is this search for James Wiseman's replacement. Matty Sissoko committed to Michigan State. Um, they're after. Are they going after Cliff Omaruri? Yeah, I think he is probably like a third or fourth option at this point. I mean, Isaiah Todd is coming in for an official visit on Mm -hmm. September 24th. 
he That's would. A big one. I think he would probably be their number one target at this point for to to be James Wiseman's quote unquote replacement. Yeah, he's not quite. I, have, I watched him play at Peach Jam a decent amount. He's mobile, not quite as mobile as as James. Right. He's improved. He's improved his game, his face up game over the last year or so. Um, like he, Todd is one of those guys who, as like a thirteen-year-old, was ranked really high in his class, and and some people worried la- a year ago that maybe his development had stalled. Like it was, he was good, but not like. But then this summer, I think people saw him take another step uh, as a player in terms of his offensive game, in terms of his activity um, on, on both ends of the floor. Um, guy who's I think consensus top 15 recruit um, at one point was considered like the number one recruit in his class. Yeah, yeah. Um, has a really interesting backstory. He's from Baltimore. Mom was a drug dealer in Baltimore. Once she realized, oh my gosh, my son is a really good basketball prospect, she got him out of Baltimore. They moved to Richmond, Virginia. Played played in Richmond, Virginia until a year or two ago. Now is in North Carolina. A lot of people thought he was headed to North Carolina. Yeah, including apparently Penny and might. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, and and might still. I mean, he's yeah. not. They're not out of it for mm-hmm. for Isaiah Todd. But he's coming here September twenty fourth. He would again. I think he's probably their their pick at this stage. Mm-hmm. Top priority to replace James Dawson Garcia is more of a precious style. He's a little bit more athletic. He can probably defend the low post, but. Um, but he's he's more of like a, a you know a three four swing man, um, and then like you mentioned Cliff Amarui, he's an option if things sort of uh, go other directions with Dawson Garcia and Isaiah Todd, and then another name that has sort of popped up onto the radar uh, is Jethro Muscadine, who is okay. from Haiti. Okay. Um, he's like a six ten, six eleven guy, um, defensive specialist, you know, shot blocking type guy. So um, it's a lot of balls in the air. Yeah, it's it's like you assume just given what Penny and Mike and Tony Madlock and the staff proved the last period that when the balls all fall, two or three or four are going to land in Memphis's. Right. But like. Who knows who's who it's going right. to be? That's right. You know, it's it's fascinating. And we're not probably going to know till the spring, and that's why the beginning of this season is really important. Um, and, and 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 to your point there, Greg Brown, who's still in play. That's right. Yeah. Let's. I, I read an interview that he gave to another media outlet this morning. He, who who they asked him directly about Memphis and kind of like what what are you wanting to see? What are you waiting for? Like his official visits not till January, mm-hmm. and the way he said is uh, the way he explained it was I want to see if they can win. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I thought that was pretty telling uh, that that you know how Memphis plays in the first couple of months of the season could you know be a big factor for some for some guys. Well, and, that, and that's interesting you bring that up because it's something I wanted to talk about. Um, the preseason rankings aren't out yet; the AP poll is not out yet. But we've gotten a lot of these national writers, and the latest one was ESPN.com updated their rankings. And they had, I think they had Memphis at 14. They actually right. had Oregon at 7, I want to say, I think, um, which highlights just how big that second game of the year is yeah. going to be this year. But I went, and, I went and did some research. And so if you look through the di- – I found like eight or nine different preseason polls. And um, – 
I think Seth Davis of The Athletic is the highest on Memphis, has him at number six preseason. Gary Parrish of CBS Sports and 92.9 here in Memphis has him at number seven. Then Rob Doster of NBC Sports has him. He's the lowest. He has him at like 21. And then like Borzello at ESPN's got him 14. I think Jeff Goodman's got him 12 or 13, something like that. But So I went and looked it up. I was like, what, what have the number, you know, since Rivals and two, since 247 Sports has been starting to track this stuff, where has the team with the number one recruiting class been ranked in the preseason AP poll? And what I found is nine of the past 10 years, the team with the number one recruiting class in the country has been ranked in the top five of the preseason AP poll. And obviously it's, it's been Kentucky or Duke that they're the only two that have had the normal recruiting class over the 10 years. So it shows you that they're in, in, to the point of what the recruits are thinking. Mm-hmm. There is still, even with this number one recruiting class, a level of skepticism, it seems, yeah. about whether it's Penny or Memphis. I, personally, I think it's it's BS. Like, you know, like I, I don't see – Yeah, yes, Coach K and – John Calperi have a better, I guess, track record than Penny at this point because it's Penny only Penny's second year. But like, there's no reason they shouldn't be at least in the top ten, given his the history of what the recent history of number one recruiting classes, and just looking at their like, why is Oregon ranked number seven right. and Memphis number forty? I know Oregon has added some some nice recruits here late, but like, you know, that was a team that only made the NCAA tournament because they got hot late in the Pac-12 tournament when a bunch of their guys got healthy and a, most of those guys left because they were like one-and-done type of guys. So, Well, and Folly Dante is going to be a difference maker. I mean, like, he, he I feel like they were probably going to be in, viewed similarly to Memphis before mm-hmm. before him. And, well, I mean, they were unranked before he got they were unranked before he, right and then they added another a couple other top 50 recruits so yeah um it's just interesting where I, i'm curious what you think where do you, i mean do you think it's a good thing maybe that they're you know they might end up being like 10 through 15 in the preseason ap poll even though the you know history suggests they should probably be higher i mean you never know how i mean who knows how these kids are going to feel like are they going to feel you know, disrespected and let it and let it be a distraction, or are they going to use it as motivation to prove everyone wrong? You don't. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think twenty one is silly. Yeah. That I mean, that is outrageous. When mm-hmm. you said that, I, mm-hmm. I I hadn't seen that one, and that to me seems like there's some sort of. That's saying Penny can't coach. That's what you're saying and putting him at 21. That that feels like somebody letting politics get in the way or something like that. 21 is outrageous, I I feel like. So um, what was your question? Do you think it's a good thing that there's this – like whereas the Rick Barnes thing we talked about earlier, like I think that – I don't think that was disrespect. I think this is kind of a little bit of disrespect for the program. Yeah, well, here's here's what I'll say is last year they were picked to finish – Eighth, mm-hmm. something like that, in, mm-hmm. in in the American Conference, and they did pretty well using that as yes, you know what I mean. Like they didn't let that be a distraction or get them down or anything like that. So, you know, if 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 history is any indicator, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, what small sample size there is as far as how the outside world views the program, you know, they did pretty well. It didn't it didn't hurt them last year. It actually probably helped them. So. 
to answer your question, based on what we've seen so far, well, and it, can't, it, 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 it can't hurt. Well, and what's fascinating is when you look at these preseason polls, only team other than Memphis that the only team that's going to be on Memphis's schedule this year that's ranked in any of these preseason top twenty fives that are out is Oregon. I know, like Georgia's not, Tennessee's not. Ole Miss. Ole Miss is not. Yeah. Um, no one no one else in the AAC is. I mean, it is it tells when this schedule comes out in the next few days, I hope. Yeah. Um, like they're gonna have a gaudy record. They're gonna lose a couple games just because they're young. Right. Whatever. But like they're gonna like this could be a twenty eight and three. For sure. 27 and 4 it something gaudy like that. It definitely should be. Um you know, and I think the season starts November 5th, I want to say, I think. Sounds right. Um with a game they they're going to have one game before the Oregon game. One regular oh, right, season right, right, game right. Yeah, before yeah. the Oregon game. Yeah. Um I think I know who it is, but I think we'll just let the schedule come out and yeah. let the chips fall as they may. We know when the schedule comes out, there's not going to be any surprise big game on there. Like we know, the big games are going to be Oregon in the second game of the year, um, November 23rd against Ole Miss here at FedEx Forum, Thanksgiving Day against NC State in Brooklyn, um, December 14th against Tennessee in Knoxville, um, and uh, January 4th. January 4th. Against Georgia at FedEx Forum. Yeah, it's honestly probably one of the better non-conference home schedules in a while. Yeah, and um, it's not like it's a unattractive schedule. I mean, no, I mean like even like Georgia, NC you know, State, Georgia, Georgia gives NC State. Like I think they expect to be an NCAA tournament team this year. Like that will be a tough game yeah. in Brooklyn. Georgia has you know you're going to have the matchup of Anthony Edwards versus. Uh, James Wiseman. Ole Miss was a tournament team last year, right. and it's a, obviously a regional rivalry. Um, Tennessee, that thing. Even though Tennessee lost a lot, like that thing's not that 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 to me even more so than even the Oregon game. The Oregon game is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, but that game in Knoxville feels like it's going to be the non-conference game of the year, just given the, the bad that, blood that yeah. has that has uh, developed between. These two programs, yeah, it uh, feels like co-main events. If you yeah, know, like, like you know, a double a double main event uh, WrestleMania uh, situation. <laughs> you got Tennessee after what happened last year, and then and then like you said, Oregon. But and I do know they're playing. They're playing Bradley. That's been announced. Yeah. I think that'll be that Bradley was a tournament team last year out of the Missouri Valley. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the rest of the schedule will be kind of low key. Right. I don't. It's not going to blow you away. Yeah, the other the other games, the, the ones that haven't been announced yet. Um, but we'll we'll break that down once they officially announce it. And once we know kind of what the what how the flow of the AAC schedule is going to be, because what I would, we I would I would be interested to see that it, because we know who they're playing and we know we know who they're playing and we know they they're get they're the the AAC has given them pretty much they're going to be playing all the best teams in the AAC. Yeah, um, they're not twice. Um, the, you know the, the the conference is going to showcase this program this right, year for right. obvious reasons. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Anything else you think uh, 
fans should know on the recruiting front? I know you've been tracking this like crazy. Recruiting. You should uh, make sure you check out. Jason's got this awesome. It's like a ever. It's like a organic uh, story on commercialappeal.com where he's got all the recruits that Memphis is going after. And every time there's a new development, he's updating their bio, if you will, um, with what's going on with them. It's it, if you if you're trying to stay up to date on everything that's going on, it, it's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, that's. It, I mean, it, my goal with that was for, to sort of create a landing page where everybody could just constantly. It's it's being updated every two or three days because it it has been so fast and furious, um, the updates, and and it's probably going to continue that way because again. Uh, like this morning, they're they're supposed they're they're um, they're in Minnesota uh, checking back in with Dawson Garcia, who by the way is releasing his top seven tomorrow uh, today. Today, uh, so I would expect Memphis to be in that for sure. And uh, I've been told that he will, um, they will get him in for a visit at some point. Um, and that, I mean, I was told that a couple of weeks ago. And so yes, I fully expect Memphis to be in his top seven. And then it's seeing your boy Chet, right? Chet. Yes. Chet Holmgren, the, <laughs> the 2021 Beanpole, who's right. awesome, right. Vanilla KD, I Vanilla think, KD. is what you what <laughs> yeah. you deemed him. Yeah, and and they're so yeah, they figure while they're in, uh, and he's a 21 recruit, but they're in Minnesota, so why not see him? And according to uh, the report that I retweeted earlier today, they're not just seeing him; they're also seeing um, at that school uh, Jalen Suggs and Chase Carter, I believe, and Prince Aligbe. Uh, so so. I, I messaged somebody that I know who's close to that to that high school program, the the, the Minnehana Academy, mm-hmm. um, and I was a bit surprised to see Jalen Suggs' name on there as somebody that Penny Hardaway was going to be meeting with today because I got the vibe from Jalen uh, that that he's not necessarily interested in Memphis, so. Well, if you're there, you might as well give him a pitch. And, well, they're very clearly casting a wide net on these guards, yep. these like combo guards. Right. And but what? Is, so, what do you think that says about how they feel about Lester and and Damian and Boogie's staying power? I think what it says more about what it what it to me what it says more is they don't feel like. They feel good about a lot of guys, but they don't know who they're going to get yet. Right. And they want one or two guards, it appears. Right. And they don't know who those one or two guards is going to be just yet. Do They'd you... like it to be Jalen Green, yeah. but it feels like – Jalen Green feels like the one they're in on the best. Yeah. But he's also the one – like he could go pro. Like he could yeah. go to Australia and play in Australia. You don't know. Um, and so I think they're ca- – to me it, sa- it says more about – like I said, this has been a trickier recruiting endeavor in 2020 than it was in 2019 because there aren't these local guys with direct ties to Penny that you kind of feel really good about. Like I think they feel good, but it, it, the sense I've gotten is that they don't know yet. Like like I said, their tracker suggests with all these balls in the air, two or three or four yeah. are going to fall in their lap eventually. Yeah. But which two or three or four, I, I, if I had to guess today, I'd say Jalen Green. But who knows? Like, but, but if he'd be one of them. And then you'd, you'd, everyone else would follow. You know, To me, he is the, he is the most important domino in for all sure. of this. But my question becomes, if it does end up being four of these guys, 
Burnett, Jalen Green, Jaden Springer. Oh well, Devin they're Askew, not going to end. Up, they're not going to end up with four guards like that because once they get one, once one or two commit, the other ones aren't going to commit here because you. they're not going to want to shoot. Just like what happened with Kentucky. Once Terrence Clark committed, yeah, yeah. Jalen Green was like, "Well, I'm not going to go. I, it doesn't make sense for me to go play Kentucky." Just like here, if 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 Jaden Springer and Jalen Green commit to yeah. Memphis. Yeah. The other guards are going to say, it doesn't make much sense for me to come to Memphis right now. Look at right. what they've got. Um, and it's, it's why, frankly, it's why Memphis stopped recruiting Matthew Morell, it appears. Right, right. Um, yeah. So uh, going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, we will keep you updated at commercialappeal.com. Like I said, make sure you check out everything Jason's doing over there. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have a schedule here in the next few days and we will do – a podcast reacting to that and kind of break down every you know once we know exactly what day and when and what order Memphis is going to play this you know highly anticipated season uh, we'll make sure we uh, we break it all down for you so uh, till next time I was Mark I was joined by Jason thanks for listening enjoy your week <laughs>